Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my passion to teach you how to be productive in our distracted world. One of the ways I do that is inviting you to sign up for my seven-day productivity challenge. Give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you how to be a more productive version of yourself. If you're interested in joining, just go to mrproductivity.com. Remember, Mr. is all spelled out, mrproductivity.com. Today on the show, John Christian. He is a management and learning consultant, a certified professional coach, an energy leadership index master practitioner, customer acquisition specialist, and a certified top producer, consultant, sales, and leadership coach. Today, we're going to be talking talking about conscious human performance. John, welcome to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, one of the things that really attracted to me, uh, to me, that's bad English, Mark, way to start your podcast. The one, one of the reasons why I was attracted to you to have you on the show is you deal with conscious human performance. And as my listeners know, I deal with productivity and optimum performance. So tell us before we get started here, what do you mean when you say conscious human performance? Yeah, absolutely. So conscious human performance, uh, there's basically seven energetic levels of consciousness. So it's really bringing yourself aware to those individual levels and then moving through them um, in multiple areas of your life, you know, whether it's uh, relationships, whether it's your fitness and well-being, um, your work, um, you know, and just awareness and knowledge. So that's what I mean by conscious human performance in all areas of your life. Do you find, or do you see in your your circle of uh, network there, because I certainly do in mine, where a lot of people are in autopilot. They, you just said seven levels. They're like, huh, what? Seven levels is more than one. And they just go through life on autopilot. And I'm like, you know, until you get out of that mode of thinking, you're never going to be the best person you can possibly be. Would you agree with that or do you think I'm off base? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people that aren't even aware of their reactions and actions through their every day until one day they wake up and they realize that they spent, you know, the majority of their life upset or frustrated or all these different, uh, you know, emotions that come into their life unconsciously and, and they're not able to shift until they have the awareness. So yeah, I agree hundred percent. So let's talk a little bit about what can somebody do let's say they started listening to the podcast, we're not even two minutes into it. And they're like, Oh man, you know, they're describing me, you know, they, they have a camera, in my, my, my car or what, what, what are some suggestions you can give these people who may feel that they're stuck, but they want more. They want that next level. They want to become a better person. Than they are today. What are some simple, tangible steps they can take today to get them moving in that direction? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think the first is just the awareness of how you're feeling throughout the day. So, you know, you get up in the morning and say you're laying in bed and you're feeling frustrated or sad or depressed or, you know, something's going on in, inside of the immediate time that you wake up. You know, that's one opportunity to just kind of jot that down and, and reflect on that a little bit. And then say you're going through and you're getting in your car and, and throughout the day, just like be very aware of how you're feeling through the day. Um, and a lot of people are f- feeling this like level one energy or, or level two, which is like a level one would be somebody feeling as if they're a victim and everything's happening to them. Or level two would be somebody that's, you know, feeling a lot of anger and rage or, or, you know, somebody driving in their car and getting pissed off at the person that just cut them off. So just starting to be aware of that and realizing that we have a choice. So just that simple uh, check in with yourself 
um, and look at how you're how you're operating. And if any of those two things are happening, you're usually falling into like a catabolic uh, type energy, which is a destructive energy. And then look to see if you can shift yourself and know that you have a choice uh, to change that. And, and uh, you know that's going to be like the first step in any kind of conscious awareness and increased consciousness is just that awareness. I love how you mention in the morning because I don't think people respect the morning. It's a new day. You just woken up. And the first thing you're doing is grabbing your phone. You're checking social media. You're checking email. You're checking the news. And so you've just woken up from a peaceful night's sleep. And the first thing you're doing is submitting yourself to the crap of the world. And I think people really need to respect their morning more than they do. Now, I'm one of these people. I get up. I have a routine. It doesn't involve social media or email or checking the news. I matter of fact, I don't even watch the news anymore. What do you think about morning? I mean, are you you sound like a person to me who are very, who's very intentional about your morning. You, you, I don't think you check the news when you wake up in the morning. No, I actually uh, protect the first ninety minutes as if my life depended on it because it really does. So I call it MIT time. And then there's also a power hour. So what I have set up for myself is I get up in the morning and I actually do some breathing. I don't know if you're familiar with the Wim Hof method, but I'll get up right away and just start breathing and, uh, you know, not check my phone, not do anything, but, you know, just get in that space of allowing myself to wake up because if we're picking up our phone or, you know, jumping around of bed, out of bed, we're going into that flight, fight or flight response. And then you're just on high alert the entire day. So it's creating that space and setting up the routine. So if I'm getting up, I'm, I'm doing my breathing. I'm making sure I'm taking my vitamins, getting hydrated and water. Um, and just, you know, taking a bit of a walk and taking care of myself first before I jump into all that other stuff. And then, you know, protecting that 90 minutes. So what are the, the major things that you're working on before life starts creeping in and you get a call from the school saying, hey, you know, you got to come to your, your, your students, uh, your students uh, student meeting for school or you know, your wife calls you up and say you got to pick up milk. So you want to protect that time and really you know, be conscious of it and, um, you know, shift into a positive mindset for sure. I agree. And I love how you get up and you breathe uh, first thing in the morning. I remember when my wife and I first got our Apple Watches, uh, September 2018, and they had this Breathe app on there. And I remember telling my wife, I said, what is this? I, I know I breathe all the time. And she goes, it's not the same thing. I'm like, ah, pfft. so I, I disabled it. But then the more I did research on meditation and breathing, now I have this thing going off 10 times a day. And it always seems to go off when I'm stressed. I, I don't know how the magic of Apple works, but it goes off. And if, if I just take a minute, and here's the thing, folks, you take a minute, you do a deep breathing exercise for one minute. It's amazing how much better you feel, or I feel, when I finish that minute of exercise. Everyone's got a minute. So you say, I don't have time for that. I'm not saying do a four-hour meditation. You have time to breathe deeply for a minute. And I think people just assume that they breathe naturally, but we we mainly breathe very shallowly when we're not paying attention. And when you actually do a meditation or breathe exercise, you're actually doing deep breath. And of course, the body kind of likes oxygen. Yeah. And it's so counterintuitive too, because, you know, you think in order to do more, you got to do more, but actually, you know, doing less, you're able to do more um, as a result of the space that you're creating in your mind uh, through that process. So, you know, I've had mentors tell me, hey, just practice doing nothing, you know, do nothingness. (laughs) 
And people have a, str- a tough time doing that. I, I just finished rereading for the second time Dale Carnegie's classic book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. He's got a whole chapter in there about sleep. Now, of course, this book was written back in the 1940s, and he would talk about world leaders used to nap. And, and I remember reading this chapter. I'm like, huh, if world leaders who are on the front line, so to speak, uh, defeating Hitler in World War II, if they took time to nap, huh, maybe I should too. So what I do now is I have actually extended my lunch 30 minutes to a lunch hour. I work from home. And so I eat lunch for about 15, 20 minutes. And then for about 40 minutes, I go lay down on my bed with my dog. She curls up at the end of the bed. And and sometimes I fall asleep and sometimes I don't. But just getting that rest gives me natural energy for the rest of the day. So, I mean, you need to breathe. You need to rest. You just can't keep go, go, go because your body is eventually going to rebel against you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, you know, tracking the sleep, I actually do uh, track my sleep every day. So I get up and I see what the quality of sleep was. And then what I did the previous day, I actually put that into the app to see what kind of effect it has on my sleep quality. So, see, I play soccer on Sunday and, you know, work out and all these different things and sometimes take melatonin. So really identifying what you're, what you're doing before you go to sleep the day to optimize it. That sleep as well um, is huge. So being conscious of all those different things, the sleep, the meditation, the breathing, it, it all adds up. And those little things just keep on adding up, adding up until you're, you're feeling more fulfillment, happiness, and, and joy in your life uh, throughout the day. And of course, if you're living life on autopilot, if you're in a reactive mode, you don't stop and think about you know, meditation, breathing, sleeping. You don't think about this stuff. You go, I went to bed, I tossed and turned, I got up. You don't stop and think about it. So I just encourage the listener to just take some moment after the end of this podcast episode today and just say, huh, how is my sleep really? How am I hydrating really? How am I breathing really? Because when you start documenting it, you take the stories out of your head, you start documenting like you do with the, the sleep app. Now you have the data or the data, depending how you say it. But I think people need to be more proactive on this because these things are very important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then also that, that emotional piece. So you have the physical stuff that's going on around you, but also interacting. So, you know, say, say somebody wants to be working out like as one of their first things in the day, but they get um, you know, upset or they, they're getting frustrated because they're not able to do that. You know, document the physical thing and then the emotional thing and the thoughts and, and behaviors that are happening behind that. Um, really picking it apart, and then you'll you'll begin to effortlessly begin to do these things as opposed to oh you know I got to track my sleep or you know I got to drink water first thing that's just one more thing for me to do, so it's really the the emotions behind it as well uh, thoughts and behaviors. Yeah, and they're actually proven people who are who take care of themselves actually live longer. Uh, mm-hmm. The people who are in reactionary mode, who are really quick to be angry, these are people who don't have long life. So if you want to live long, folks, um, take care of yourself. Be be self-aware of how you're doing. Now, you mentioned earlier there's several, seven levels of consciousness. Could you go over those real quick for us? Yeah. So basically, um, this model was developed uh, a little bit by Claire Graves and Bruce D. Snyder. So Bruce D. Snyder has an energetic self-perception chart. Um, that he developed, and there's been thousands of people that have gone through this uh, this uh, program certification. And so the seven levels is sort of like a personality test, but not. It's based on your thoughts and, and how you're showing up on, uh, on an everyday basis. So level one is somebody that is stuck, and you can't see the, the levels above them. So if you're stuck in like a victim mode and you feel as if everything's happening to you, 
um, you know, the majority of your day is feeling like you're, you're just, you're just helpless. There's nothing they can do. Like things are happening to you. Everybody's, you know, just, just, uh, very, very, uh, feeling depression and, um, anxiety and all those, th- all those things that come along with it. So that's the level one. If you're stuck there, that's, that's how you might be feeling. Level two is somebody uh, that might be really frustrated or angry, angry or, you know, just mad at the world. And, um, and those are just energies that are not only destroying you internally, but also externally, uh, because other people are reacting and interacting with you based on how, what level of consciousness you are. And now level three is somebody who might be taking some ownership of their life and, um, but they might rationalize their situation. So they're taking some proactive initiative, but they're rationalizing their behavior. Um, so then, you know, they're, they're moving into an anabolic, which is a creative energy. So then you have level four. So if you met a level four person, there's somebody that's helper, somebody that wants to just do everything, but is going above and beyond and not helping themselves. And therefore, they might be suffering physically or emotionally by putting themselves out there too much. Then you have a level five, which is somebody that's like an entrepreneur, high energy, um, a lot of focus on opportunity. So that be, might be somebody who has a lot of ideas, but is kind of scattered and maybe doesn't have good time management. And, you know, they have scattered energy, but super positive people. And then uh, you have level six, which is, you know, think about the Zen masters and people who are just, uh, you know, moving through this, this life and nothing's really bothering them. They feel uh, joy, happiness. And then somebody at level seven is that connection with the, the logical and the end, the spiritual. So they're in their highest level of operation and pure creation, pure passion. So when we can operate from those levels, we can see and make choices in our life that are uh, much different than a reactionary. So I'd much rather be working to evolve the, the planet so that more people can have a multidimensional life and, and really step into that, that higher level of, of awakening and, and consciousness. Do people ebb and flow through these levels? In other words, can you go from level one to two to three, and then all of a sudden you have a you have a setback in your life, so you fall back to level two? So, do you see people actually ebbing and flowing? Absolutely, yeah. And so, um, what you do is you have this average resonating energy level. And what's interesting is like a person can be le- operating at one level in one part of the life, like maybe they feel really confident, comfortable inside of their professional life. But then in their personal life, maybe they have a lot of self-conscious and maybe they're not really uh, connecting with, maybe they're trying to find a girlfriend, boyfriend. So they might be lower, lower operating and like maybe a victim or, you know, just frustrated with it. So you have all these dynamics throughout the day. And the idea is to basically um, be aware of these different levels and how you're showing up. And then you can increase your average so that you're operating higher over all of your life. Um, so yeah, it's definitely things are going to be triggering people at certain times and certain days and, you know, certain situations. So the idea is just to have that awareness. And then now it's like, okay, I have a choice. So am I going to choose to be angry in this situation? Or am I going to choose like a set acceptance or, or joy in the situation and accept this other person that just cut me off? It's like, okay, I'm going to choose this as opposed to that. So yeah, it definitely fluctuates throughout the day. That's interesting that you say, use the word choose. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, I would imagine, would say, we mean, I get to choose what level I want to be at? And you're saying, yeah, you do. You choose to be frustrated. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that says, no one can make you happy or sad. You choose how you're going to react to the situation. But yet in our, in our, you know, our verbiage today, we always say, oh, that person made me mad or that person made me sad. Well, no, they didn't. What happened was they did something and now you're reacting to that. Is that correct? 
Yeah. And that's a sensitive conversation to have, especially if you're, you know, with somebody, a loved one, a wife or husband, and you say, uh, you know, when they say, Hey, you're making me angry and you say, no, I'm not really making you angry. You're, you're <laughs> making, making you're, you know, now you're making some- me angry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you want to be a little cautious as you're, you know, sharing this, this wisdom and knowledge with the ones you love and just making sure you're meeting people where they're at. Um, because yeah, it could be a little bit difficult to have that conversation with somebody that might be in a victim mode and you're saying, Hey, you know, why, why are you being a victim or why are you angry? You know? So, um, yeah, definitely interesting conversations there for sure. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, I'd like you to give us, I know you gave us one a tip earlier about being self-awareness. What is one other tip that we could use, my listeners and myself can use in order to maybe move the needle a little bit in terms of being aware? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it really comes down to how things feel throughout the day. So I, I don't like to talk about time management too much. I mean, there's time management, but it's more about energy management. So um, thinking about the task and if it feels not right, you know, you know, when you're doing something, you feel like you're in flow and time seems to disappear and it feels amazing. Um, that's a sign that you're resonating at a higher level of consciousness, which then allows things to come into your life. So if you've ever been in a situation where things just like, you know, things come into your life with very little effort. You know, that's a sign that your, your consciousness is, is operating or, or resonating at a certain level. If things start to feel off and you're forcing yourself to do things, so anytime that I feel like I'm trying to figure it out or force something to happen, just taking that step back, just like we talked about with breathing or, or taking time for uh, you know, a little bit of exercise or, or movement, so if things are feeling difficult, then usually something is off. So it's not I'm not saying don't do the difficult things. But what I'm saying is that, you know, try and operate at uh, basically this, this point of effortless ex- execution. So the words I like to say myself is, is this effortless execution of, of what I'm doing. And if it's not, then I just stop because I know that I'm just spinning my wheels inside that process. Uh, interesting. One of the things I I do when I get stuck mentally, I go for a walk and maybe I'll take the dog, maybe I'll go for a run. Uh, movement, because you did mention movement. I don't know if it was the same in the same the same vein, but uh, movement when you go out and I don't mean listening to your phone or playing a game or so from social media. I mean, just go out for a walk. It gets the blood moving and, and you can calm down. You can start seeing things clearly. You can uh, the fog will clear. Do you find that true? Yeah, well, that that was, um, you know, the whole thing of when I kind of transitioned into doing what I was doing years ago, um, you know, I was stuck in that like moment of just like, just go, 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 go as I had a young family and I wasn't creating any of that space. So what I actually did was start doing these like outside adventure type things like pushing myself skydiving and bungee jumping and all this other stuff. And that allowed just enough space for me to clear my mind long enough to realize that the decisions I was making were more this, this fear-based as opposed to consciously creating the future that I desired um, and allowed all sorts of different doors to open up. So whatever that is, whether you know maybe some people like to read or some people like to take walks or go outside, whatever that thing is for you, um, you know, allow yourself to do that. Um, because that is something that's going to get you closer to where you want to go, not necessarily take you away. So taking that pause is so important. Hmm. Well, you have given us a lot to think about in this episode today. And like I tell my listeners all the time, just pick one thing that you said on the episode and go implement it. Don't don't try to do more than one thing. And if you don't get it right, that's okay. At least you're moving in the right direction. So John, where can we find out more about you and what you do? 
Yeah, absolutely. If anybody's interested, they can visit uh, Zerkers.com, Z-E-R-K-E-R-S.com. And we're happy to connect with anybody that's looking to, um, you know, increase their fulfillment, happiness, joy, and, and uh, consciousness. So Zerkers, where did that come from? Uh, Zerkers, actually, I'm a huge Zach Wild fan, and uh, he calls his fans Berserkers. And it originally started as business berserkers. And what I want to do is create a tribe of, of amazing individuals coming together around the world. And uh, so that, that becomes Zerkers. <laughs> well, I love the story. That is that is awesome. So, well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. You gave us a lot to think about. And like I said, it's nice to know that we are going to ebb and flow through these different levels. And so if you're stuck at level one, it's okay. Uh, just make better choices and change your mindset. You can probably go up the, the levels. So, John, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it. And just before we go, don't forget to sign up for the seven day productivity challenge by going to mrproductivity.com. Remember, Mr. is all spelled out. Give me two minutes a day for a week and I will teach you how to be a more productive version of yourself. It all happens at mrproductivity.com, which you can also find information, not which, where you can also find information about how you can apply for a free 30-minute coaching call with me. That and so much more at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Please don't keep the show a secret. Tell your family, your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, anyone you know, tell them about the podcast. Tell them to subscribe. The more people that subscribe, the more people find out about it, but nothing replaces your recommendation to your family and friends. So again, thank you for your time and attention. Now go be productive.